Flavors. Legos. Websites. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my first story today is food slash technology news. (laughs) This is from theguardian.com. And the headline is, Taste the TV. Japan invents lickable screen to imitate food flavors. Why? (laughs) No. I don't know. Who wanted this? They have uses for it, but I'm just like, what? This is so... It's such a weird thing to spend your time developing. I don't like that. (laughs) So a Japanese professor has developed a prototype lickable TV screen that can imitate food flavors, another step towards creating a multi-sensory viewing experience. The device called Taste the T... (laughs) Sorry, I keep laughing. Taste the TV, or TTTV for short. (laughs) Sure. TTTV uses a carousel of 10 flavor canisters that spray in combination to create the tastes of particular foods. And the the sample rolls on this hygienic, this film over the TV, and the viewers can lick the film that, like, goes over the screen. I like how they just casually threw in hygienic. How is that hygienic? (laughs) I don't know, but they said it was hygienic. (laughs) That sounds so gross. I mean, I... I think if you had one of these, you would just, only you would use it. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't, like, everybody come over and lick my television. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe it, like, maybe it, like, 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 um, what am I trying to say? Kind of, like, cycles. Yes. Like, cycles. I was doing a hand motion, which listeners can't see, but. It got the point across. I don't know. Yes, because it didn't, there was not a video that I could see of this working. Mm -hmm. Um, So, apparently, um. The person that was the lead on this project uh, is Homei Homei Miyashita from Meiji University in Tokyo. He says the goal is to make it possible for people to have the experience of something like eating at a restaurant on the other side of the world, even while staying at home. And now my reaction to that is like, you think these flavor canisters <laughs> are going to taste like some restaurant? The in operative some, like, word there, exotic or place? operative words there, I think, are something like. <laughs> it's definitely something like it, and that it's nothing like, like it. <laughs> I don't think, yeah. And so he says, like, oh, like this could be used for like distance learning for like people, like chefs and like people that need to know what things I taste like. <laughs> like. I don't think so. And he also said maybe tasting games and quizzes. Like, okay. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna buy a lickable no. TV just for that. No. But, also, I mean, are can no. you really recreate like any flavor from just 10 canisters? I somehow doubt that. Maybe it's just an early prototype and they'll, maybe they'll expand the canisters in the future. Yes. <laughs> and then does that mean you also have to refill your TV every once in a while? Probably. Just, uh, just awful. I hate this. <laughs> I, just, I just, I saw this. I couldn't stop laughing. Um, so this guy, uh, he has a team of about 30 students and they've also produced other like flavor related devices, including a fork that makes food taste richer. I don't know how the article didn't say, but 
Apparently that's their thing. Just makes like, it taste like money. <laughs> oh god, this tastes like a a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need to make it taste like a hundred dollar bill. Ah, uh, yeah, or a million. Or a million. Uh, wait, yeah, a million. Are there million bill? dollar bills? I don't know. I, I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Same. My first story is food news. This is from CNN. The headline is, A fan of black coffee and dark chocolate? It's in your genes, a new study says. Whoa, I like those things. Yeah, so it might be in your genes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Check your pockets. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) if you prefer your coffee black, then you probably like dark bitter chocolate, according to new research identifying a genetic basis for those preferences. Uh, The trait may even offer you a boost toward good health, since studies have found that moderate amounts of black coffee, that is between three and five cups daily, which doesn't seem that moderate to me, honestly, but uh, it's been shown to lower the risk of certain diseases, including Parkinson's, heart diseases, type 2 diabetes, and several types of cancer. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody Yay. knows, like, yeah. just straight up black coffee is usually, like, just black coffee, though. Like, yeah. And they went to, like extreme lengths in this article to talk about like if you add a bunch of sugar and cream it's not as good it's like obviously it's not as good for you (laughs) right 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 right, Uh, anyway uh in prior research this same research team discovered that a genetic variant may contribute to why some people enjoy numerous cups of coffee a day while others do not um from that study people with that particular gene metabolize caffeine faster so the stimulating effects wear off faster and they need to drink more coffee that's me yeah that is so me and they don't feel as anxious or jittery because they process it faster basically so. yeah it's it's ne- coffee has actually never made me jittery that jittery feeling that's never yeah. happened you just needed to live <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> yeah actually it's the opposite it's I, i'm jittery if i don't have it <laughs> i just no no not really but <laughs> just wake up in the morning vibrating <laughs> just like, oh, i need well, my I need coffee, coffee. <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, how the team doesn't think that the preference has anything to do with the taste of black coffee or tea, however. This is referring to the previous gene, okay. not this other gene. They didn't, they didn't do a good job with distinguishing which parts of, uh, were referring to which genes, but this is the original gene that we were talking about. Okay. Um, uh, so they don't think that that gene has to do, like, you don't have a gene that makes you like the taste of black coffee or tea. Like, that's not what the gene is doing. Um, instead, people with this newly researched gene prefer black coffee and tea because they associate the bitter flavor with the boost in mental alertness that they crave from caffeine. Um, hmm. They learn to associate bitterness and with caffeine and the boost they feel. So this is like a learned effect. So basically you have a gene that like predisposes you to learning that bitter foods like make you feel good essentially. <laughs> okay. That makes so much sense. Cause what I was going to say at the end of this mm-hmm. is Black coffee and dark chocolate both, for me, have been, like, acquired tastes. Yeah. Like, I didn't always like that. Mm-hmm. Like, when I first started drinking coffee, I, I didn't drink it black. I actually started drinking it black in college because it was cheaper to get black coffee and than faster. to get... And faster. <laughs> yeah, just than just, like, than putting stuff in it. Yeah. And, um, and then I kind of, like, got used to it. And then I was like, yeah, no, I actually really like it. But, I mean, I don't always drink it black, but I like the taste of it black. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with dark chocolate. Like, I used to just... I don't know, I didn't eat dark chocolate, but then I kind of, like, over the years acquired a taste for it. Now I really, really like it. Yeah. And so that actually makes, like, total sense with what they're saying if it's more like you have a predisposition to, like, associating those flavors with 
that caffeine boost. Right. That's definitely what I where I've gotten to with dark chocolate too, because I also started off with milk chocolate. I mostly haven't mm-hmm. drank coffee just out of like I didn't because my parents are addicted to it and I didn't want to become addicted to it That's too. Fair. Um That's but now I've like I've actually been dipping my toe in it more recently and I yeah. feel like it's probably a matter of time before I realize I like black coffee too. Because I like I just I drink my tea uh unsweetened as well. So mm. Um, I might, I might have this gene. I just haven't ex, like experienced it with coffee yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and th- then they just go on to mention like kind of explaining the effect. If when you think of caffe- when these people think of caffeine, they think of a bitter taste. So they also enjoy dark chocolate. It's possible that these people are just very sensitive to the effects of caffeine. And so they also have learned, uh, to like seek out that behavior with other bitter foods or that effect with other bitter foods, even if they don't actually impart it. So maybe. I, but I guess like that's just what they're theorizing in yeah. the study. I guess, but yeah. like, what else is like a bitter food that people like, though? Yeah, I don't know what else would like fall into this category. Um, yeah, just like coffee, like, tea, and like dark chocolate. Yeah. What else do people normally eat that is that would be considered bitter? Like that's bitter, but also like, tastes good. Do you <laughs> like burnt foods? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like um, bitter. Herbs? Are there like bitter herbs used in cooking or something? Or is that something from a video game somewhere? I don't, I don't know. It's actually. definitely a thing from a video game. Okay, all right. I don't know if there's something in real life that's an equivalent that that was based off of, but bitter herbs is definitely from some video it's game. From, I don't, I don't know which. what, but it, I think it's. I think it's from a video game. Is it a somewhere. Pokemon thing? Oh yes, I think it's a Pokemon. I thing. think yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> all right. I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Okay, my next story is technology news. This is from thehill.com. And the headline is, Google is dethroned as the world's most popular website. Drama. By what? Drama. Neopets.com? <laughs> it was Neopets. <laughs> is it Twitter? Close. Is it Facebook? It is a social media. Is it? Instagram? No, it's none of those. Is it Snapchat? No. That's not a Think newer. Newer? TikTok? Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? It makes sense. I mean, I kind of believe it. It makes sense. (laughs) It actually makes complete sense, but... Yeah. So, um, according to the cybersecurity company Cloudflare, um, in 2021, TikTok was the number one visited website and Google was number two. That's wild. And... Um, it didn't exactly say how long Google's been in the number one spot, but I'm kind of assuming it's been like basically since its inception. Like, I have to imagine probably like 20 years, like something like that. I mean, I mean maybe you not that long, but like yeah. Your name doesn't become synonymous with searching the web, yeah. like <laughs> right. without you being pretty popular for an right. extended period of time. So I feel like if if you're the the Google execs this week, you might be pretty upset by this. But I don't know. I think they'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, I'd, everybody, I'd really care how they feel, everybody but. we're talking about here has all of the money in the world, so they will be just <laughs> they fine. They will all be just fine. Uh, yeah, so they're going to be fine. So yeah, so um, they listed out what the ten most popular websites were this year, and it's like pretty much all social media and mm-hmm. TV, which is not surprising. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's TikTok, then Google, Facebook, Microsoft, which I thought like, was kind of their high. Website. I guess that it's by like domain. Like I don't know if that oh. means like Microsoft. Soft. I wonder if like or... it's because like Microsoft's browsers by default open to something in like the Microsoft domain and like so all the people oh. that like 
all the old people that use Microsoft browsers, like it just opens to it and like that's kind of So that would be like like Edge and stuff? Yeah. Like Edge and Internet Explorer. Yeah. The really Okay, okay. Among us. That that has to be why. That has to be it. Something I don't know something what, like that. Yeah. So that was number four. Um then Apple, which I is probably actually a similar thing. Like Apple devices will like open up. It's gotta those be web something pages. similar to that, yeah. Then Amazon, mm-hmm. Netflix, YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitter, and WhatsApp. Okay, yeah. So, the, and which makes sense because that's the well, WhatsApp is yeah, especially yeah. is international more than anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> nothing super surprising there. Then, no, just Microsoft. And then TikTok's number one. Oh, then my, yeah, just just Microsoft. <laughs> like Microsoft. Yeah, like, yeah. How are they? <laughs> They're like this huge, 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 huge company. Like it's not that yeah. crazy, but it's just it's funny. I wouldn't have like guessed that, but yeah. Actually, now I think their browsers don't they open up to Bing? I don't know. I don't use them. I don't know because I don't use them either. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody says binging. They just say, "Hey, you want to go bing this topic?" That sounds uh, that sounds awful. (laughs) Sounds like uncomfortable. Almost dirty. I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like it either. They need to change the name or just not exist. I think that'd be fine too. I mean, anybody that's trying to compete with Google, like you, just 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 they're just a behemoth. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but I mean, like how you have to make your searching. How are you going to make it faster than like instantaneous? Yeah, like yeah, I guess I should. right. <laughs> I don't support the idea of a monopoly, but no, I don't either. But gosh, they just do such a good job. <laughs> like I don't know how you compete with that. Normally, the problem with monopolies is that they don't have an incentive to do a to really do good well. job. Yeah, but Google actually. So when you're already the, when you're actually the best in your field, then it's something. Then it's like okay, else yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know what it, what do you call that? <laughs> a quality monopoly? I don't know. <laughs> My next story is entertainment news. This is from abc7.com. Lego sets could be a better investment than gold, stocks, or bonds, study says. Whoa! (laughs) This is the news for you. This is the news for me. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out everything I've been buying is an investment. This is great. Um, okay. So if you ever thought about investing in discontinued Lego sets, it might be the way to go for a lot of cash, according to this article. Um, also, this article is so short that like this is, I'm just basically reading you the entire story right now. But um, okay. researchers at a Russian university, they did not say which one, <laughs> che- checked out the rate of return when it came to collecting toys, and they found high-value collectibles proved to be a better investment than gold, art, or financial securities. Uh, They noted specifically that retired Lego sets that were sold on secondary markets saw prices rise uh, close to 11% annually, which is currently faster than the rate of gold stocks and bonds. 11% annually. Yeah, that that is faster than most stocks. That's huge. Um, According to the researchers, those who invest in Legos long term can yield positive returns two to three years after the set is retired. So you really don't even have to wait that long until after um, after they retire the set. Yeah, but you have to be willing to sell it, though. Yeah, which I'm not. So don't so come for my Legos. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. Even though I'm apparently sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> apparently. Although I do well, have to wonder. How many of yours are actually discontinued? Sorry. I, didn't uh, I think a couple of my like sets in the modular buildings uh, haven't been like recreated in a while. Or hmm. re- re- what's the word? Um, Re-produ- resold or 
distributed? Yeah, something like that. Distributed maybe is the word I was thinking of. Uh, but Made available for sale? Yeah, made available. Like, there's, a, there's a specific word that starts with the re that I'm trying to think of, but I can't think of it. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I also don't know if it, like, if it needs to still be in the box or anything, because that would also affect the value of mine because I don't yeah. keep the boxes because they take up too much space and I already have too much space taken up by Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, oh my gosh, the boxes are huge. The boxes would, are enormous. Yeah. Um, I do keep all the instruction manuals though in case I, need, in case I ever like need, if, to, need to move them and like something falls off, I can figure out where it goes again, that's hopefully. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Or in the case of my Coliseum, if I drop it on the table and have to rebuild a good chunk of it. Did that happen? Yes. Oh no. It was really oh. oh no. I was definitely like on the verge of tears when it happened. I was like, this fa- that took me can I ask months how many, to finish. I, like, I was gonna ask, can I ask how many hours? I mean, you like, don't know how many hours. I don't know how many hours. Like, yeah, but how like, much time it took? To like over the course of months, like working, like just not, like whenever. Not e- like yeah, not even like a certain amount of time a day or anything. Just whenever I would work on it. Um, that said, in particular, it took me a long time because it was honestly kind of boring to build because it was very repetitive. Because it was just basically a big circle yeah, and you're just building it that. in sections, and each section each was section just like the same thing, almost exactly the same, but like slight variances. So you still had to pay attention, but it wasn't <laughs> oh, that, that actually, interesting to build. That actually sounds like the worst the kind. End of... product is really cool because it's like a perfect recreation of the actual Coliseum. Like the the fact the reason it was like variances in different places was because it was reproducing like the ruins and like where it has collapsed and things. Oh, that's so cool! And it's like really accurate to the original. Wow! But. It wasn't that much fun to build. <laughs> I'm currently working on a recreation of the Titanic, Ooh. which has been really cool to build and is also their largest set ever. <laughs> which that sounds really cool. It's can, really can you neat. open it up and are there like mm-hmm. scenes inside of it? And yep, stuff? there's three. <sighs> it's divided into three sections, and um, at the seam of each section, there's like a piece that you like pull out and you can open up the ship, and you can see like a cross section. Um, I mean, it's all in miniature, obviously, but yeah. like, you can see like the boiler rooms and like there's like a little swimming pool and that kind of thing. It's very cool. That's cool. Yeah, and the wow. and the the deck of the ship is like so detailed, and it just like it's it's always so wild to me what they could accomplish with like such limited pieces. Yeah, I know, but then I also like, I mean, you have way more experience than me. Like they they make special pieces oh, just they definitely for all do. these but like, sets. It's not like it's... they. But also in every set, they find like creative ways to make use of existing ones. And that's, I think, what okay. always impresses me. Yeah. It's like, oh, I would have never thought to use like this as a bench or something. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of that because there are little benches on the, <laughs> on the uh, surface of that's it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, my next story is also entertainment news. This is from Variety.com. The headline is, Bridgerton Season 2 is coming to Netflix in March, which is pretty soon. And I've just brought this because I like that show. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I've only seen the first episode of the first season, so I'm not that familiar with it. Yeah, I, w- I actually didn't know if you had watched it, but yeah. um, it's... Are you a fan of, like, you know, like the Jane Austen British kind of stuff? Like, like that, that genre, like kind of period piece. Not, yeah, like Pride and Prejudice kind of things. Like not particularly. I think like yeah, the think... main thing that I've consumed relatively recently in that like genre, and I don't know if this is even accurate, but is the favorite the movie the favorite? I don't know if you saw I that. Seen that. 
it kind of takes place. I, it, I don't know if it would be considered kind of in that like um, realm, but I think it's like a similar time. I'm blanking maybe. on what the name of that like era is, is it called. Victorian? Or is it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll go with that for now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, okay. Well, I, I'm a fan of that stuff. Like Bridgerton is, is it's that, well, okay. The books are that, but the show, they kind of like took the books and gave it, kind of like a modern flair to it, mm-hmm. but it's still like set in like that time. I don't know. It's, I just think it's done really well and it was very enjoyable to watch the first season. It's very good. Yeah. Um, and I've been waiting for them to release season two, but you know, the pandemic happened because like, this came out in like 2020. I was like, going to say, I didn't, early realize, 2020. I didn't realize that they hadn't already released a season two. It seems like it's been nope. a long time since it has one. been a long time. <laughs> Cause yeah, it was like, I'm pretty sure early 2020 when the first season came out and the pandemic happened and it just yeah. everything was like delayed and all this stuff mm-hmm. so they're, they're finally probably they a hard finally show announced- to make with like because you there's a lot of scenes with a lot of people <laughs> yeah no exactly yeah there's a lot of like there's like balls and stuff and mm-hmm. it's just like yeah so i understand why but they finally announced season two and i was just really excited because <laughs> i saw that and i was like yes yay i have something to watch <laughs> Next year, um, not that I don't know. Like, not that there would be not nothing that to watch. there's like just, no TV left. Alex has <laughs> watched <excited>. everything. <laughs> I've watched she's all th- TV. She's through it all. I need new content, people. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I, I just, I, I really, I should go read these books too because it just the story seems nice. But there's basically, it's basically like there's this whole family, and I think that the way that the story is like they, they go through each like person, mm-hmm. and then it's like centers on that character for a book. So like okay. the first one was like one of the, the, the one daughter. Yeah. Like yeah. the one daughter was like the main character and it was all about like her. She's who is she going to end up with? And like all this stuff. And then now season two is about her older brother now. Okay. So I think it'll be good. I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> it. That's, that's the whole thing. People really love the first season. So I, I, I have to imagine there are, most people are really excited for the second. I'll probably, I might, I might also, watch it at some point. You might actually like it. Like it's yeah. not because, like I said, it's very like it feels modern. Like a lot of those period pieces, the movies and the TV shows, even like mm-hmm. they feel kind of dated because they're trying to be like really, really true to the source material and like that era. Yeah, and just the way that it's done can feel a little bit like it's really hard to explain. But the way that they did this is just very, I don't know. Yeah, it feels like a modern show. It's like. With like the the way the drama is and the character development and stuff, it's really good. Okay, I might have to check it out again, maybe just in time for season two. And also, Julie Andrews is in it, just not she's, oh, she's not acting in she it, the but narrator? she's the voice. Yeah, yeah. she's the narrator, <laughs> which is just great because I like Julie good. Andrews. She has a great she has a great voice. <laughs> yeah. My next story is random local news. This is from the Guardian. Uh, and I love the story. The headline is Australian man asked his neighbor to take the bins out. So he did literally as what? in he took them out on the down. <laughs> 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 um, so I'm, Australian okay. man, Carl uh, Stanojevic, might be the world's most considerate neighbor after he was asked, asked to take the bins out and dutifully followed the request. Uh, Carl received a late-night text message from his neighbor, Nick Doherty, asking if he would be able to take my bins out, please. That was in quotes. I, I don't know why I need the exact text of the text. Uh, but uh, 
so grabbing his camera equipment, he proceeded to take the bin on a big day out on Wednesday. <laughs> to start with, they took a walk by the duck pond before taking care of some chores, stopping at a hardware store to pose with the staff, doing some shopping at the local supermarket, and making a quick trip to the local dump. Uh, they then went for a massage, went to a tattoo parlor, <laughs> and then stopped at a pub for a cold beer. Um, along the way, they stopped for a selfie with a band of local cleaners, a surf lifeguard, and a garbage truck driver. Um, and there was also a <laughs> they went so many places. There was a quick trip through the drive-through at three separate restaurants, and uh, to make a call at a phone booth. Did they do all of this in one day? In one day. Uh, at one point, they were apparently approached by two local council workers who were concerned that the uh, bin might have been stolen. <laughs> but I have to imagine when he told them what he was doing, they uh, they left him alone and also hopefully laughed. Um, so after a five-hour jaunt, uh, Carl reported back uh, to say that he had completed his task and as proof he sent through an album of photos he had taken to preserve the memories. And yes, I have the photos. Yeah, I was supposed to be like, please tell me that you have pictures from this. <laughs> Can you imagine though? Somebody asks your neighbor asks you to take the trash out, and you do this. <laughs> this is the type of joy we all need now. The neighbor thought it was very funny. Here's some of the pictures. There he is with the oh, surf instructor. It's pretty big too. It's not even it's like not a, a small bin. There's the cleaning uh, crew. There's a surf club. A Hungry Jack's drive-through, which I think is like their Burger King. Um. There were some Australian words in here where I was like, I don't know what this means. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was wondering. There it like, is in a phone booth. <laughs> it's in a phone <laughs> That is so great. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, my gosh. It feels like when you, when you like make a wish on a genie, but you don't word it right. <laughs> Except much lower yeah. stakes. <laughs> Except much lower stakes. <laughs> Except there's no negative consequences from this. Yes, exactly. I don't think. And only positive consequences, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering. You're explaining all these things. Like, he did all that in one day? One wow. Day. Yeah. And also, I would like, as you were explaining, like, he did this, then he did this, then he did this. I'm like, okay, this must have been one of those trash cans you can, like, carry it. No. Nope. Like, no, it's no, a rolly. It's a, full, it's a big. rolly bin. Yeah. Rolly bin. Yeah. <laughs> That's a well, lot of he work. He must have a, pick, have a pickup truck or something. Or maybe he just lived close to all this stuff, like, in walking distance. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. That's true. Maybe he just, yeah, he could have just been it's close quite a by. workout, though. Not only like going for that long, like a five-hour walk, but also pulling a very dedicated, yeah, very very dedicated to the bit. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's time for breaking news, the part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today, or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. TTTV. Ready, set, go. go! Okay, um, this was posted today on Gizmodo. <laughs> this, is, this is very short, but um, somebody developed... <laughs> this is so weird. Okay, somebody developed a, a Minesweeper game that only has one square in it. <laughs> so Wait, that people what? Could, <laughs> so that people could, like, feel satisfied that they've, like, beaten a game of Minesweeper. So you just click it and it says zero and you're done? I think it's just a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) All you have to do is flag it and you're done. (laughs) It's like... 
<laughs> Somehow that's even better because it means you can lose. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, if you click it, you lose. <laughs> Wait, and why I, is this a new story? Because it's a new gap. I don't really post it on Gizmodo. So this is whoever the, the the person who wrote this article, Andrew Lazuski, wrote this article about this. Like this, new, someone has developed a version of Minesweeper that I can play and win. And, and feel good about myself. <laughs> like this whole article is just so funny because, like, and it's just about how like it's like the history of Minesweeper and stuff, and how like it's really difficult and stuff. And I'm like, it's not that hard. I was like reading this. <laughs> it's it's not that hard. No, apparently this guy thinks like it's like it really difficult. I'm like, it's not that hard. It's I mean, really if you hard. do like the expert version, like yeah, yeah that's but, yeah, that's hard. Where you've got like a fifty fifty chance of just clicking a bomb on your first try, but. I don't know. Yeah, like and sometimes you get to the end and there's like multiple two, good options. Yes, there's know. multiple solutions and you don't know which one you have to pick and it could be, you know, it's like 50, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was making it sound like it's like, oh, people can't even figure out how to play this or something. Like, like what? That's not that true. Difficult. Like, it's really easy. <laughs> he made it a new story. Look, here's a picture of it. It's just Minesweeper. <laughs> it's just Minesweeper with one box in the middle. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, okay, that was the whole thing. I do love that. Um, yeah, the, the the people that write for Gizmodo have a sense of humor for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I also found my story on Gizmodo totally independently. Oh. Did not <laughs> did not know you would find yours there, but uh, my story on Gizmodo is that the Webb Space Telescope got a lucky boost from its Christmas launch. Oh. Um, and specifically, uh, the apparently the, the launch was precise enough that the spacecraft may have enough propellant to continue its scientific operations for longer than planned. Oh, nice. Um, so basically, uh, what happens is they, like, they're trying to launch it um, towards this location called Lagrange, Lagrange Point 2. I don't know if you heard that in, like, discussions of the story, but it's, it's a... It's a point in space that naturally allows spacecraft to use minimal amounts of fuel to stay in a stable position relative to the Earth and the sun. So it's not like, I don't think it's technically in an orbit, but like the effect of gravity or something at this particular point makes it so it has to use a minimal amount of fuel and it stays in kind of like a fixed position. So we like know where it is, um, but while using minimal fuel. Mm -hmm. And their, their launch was apparently so precisely aimed at this point, like ended up being like so perfectly aimed that less fuel than expected will be needed to correct its course the rest of the way. Wow. Um, so once it's in position, it will occasionally use fuel to maintain its position and orientation in space as well as to turn um, to look at specific regions of space. Um, but also that fuel was there so it could get to the point in the first place if it like was off by some amount. Yeah. Um, they said the minimum baseline for the w- the mission was five years, but the recent analysis of the launch indicates that it may be able to conduct operations for over a decade at uh, at L two. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. So we're gonna get even more from this telescope than we originally thought. Uh, they said it's about forty percent of the way to its final destination at this point already. So, oh, oh, its so final it's destination is pretty close. Relatively then, I guess. close, yeah. So we'll, we should be getting stuff. Um, from it next year. Wow, which is really cool because it's going to take pictures of like 
this like super distant light that we've never been able to take pictures of before. And also just like exoplanets and like other planets yeah. that are relatively close by. Like we're gonna get some cool pictures out of this. I'm, oh, so, I'm excited. so excited. I'm that's really gonna be so cool. Thing, yeah. Yeah. And that's really like, if we're going to get them like in the next, in like the next, the next year. Mu- month. Well, and there's supposed to be Even? multiple NASA missions. I saw another article about how like there's one where we're crashing something into an asteroid, which we've talked about on the pod. Oh yeah. Um, there was something else. There was like another, a third mission that's like recent reaching its destination next year. Like there's going to be a lot of cool space stuff happening. So that's exciting. Yeah. More space cool. news for us. Yeah. <laughs> I love space news. Yeah. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash knickknacknews, on Twitter at at knickknacknews, and on Instagram at knickknacknews. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.